Hello and welcome to the November 12th, 2020 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome back to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. What more can I say? I really don't even know how to start this podcast. Um, I will say this, that I was going to be dishonest and let my audience know that this was the very first day that I was able to podcast. This is not the first day. I've had actually quite a few weeks that I've been able to come on to your source of wherever you get your audio from, but I chose not to because I was scared to death. My ego... (laughs) All right, guys, come on. I mean, I am beyond scared nervous, lost in terms of how to even present what has gone on within the last year. So my ego is shot in the sense where I also don't think I'm going to be good at this. But my best buddy, the doctor, okay, I'll call him the doctor, he told me, that I'm going to be able to do this, and I'm going to be okay. And I told him I was going to lie to everybody and say, you know, oh, this is the very first day I've been able to talk to everybody, and I took advantage of I mean, why would that even cross my mind? Well, because we do dumb things. We, we know that. We're not going to forget that after a year. But my buddy told me, he said, let him know that you, 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 don't, you don't want to fail. Because I feel like after my very first episode back, I'm going to be deemed as a failure. But he says I'm not. So what does it come down to, everybody? I think I owe everybody a very um, long-winded explanation. Um, First of all, it's great to be back. And um, this is going to be a very difficult way in which I navigate this topic. Okay, Um, But... We have actually not spoken for exactly 364 days, unless there's some kind of a leap year thing thrown in there. I don't know much about that stuff, but all I know is I just checked my very last episode, and it was November 13th of 2019, and here we are on November 12th. So, figure a year. It's been a year, and I will tell you this, that unfortunately, one year ago, I was forced to take down my podcast and no longer host Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. And if I did so, I was also promised that I would be able to save my, let's call it life, okay? Because again, I have to be, I have to be careful in what I say here, but... I was told if I take it down, I'd be able to save everything. I'd be able to make money. I'd be able to work. Otherwise, if I didn't take it down, well, I'd I'd be in big, big trouble. So I went with the option of knowing that I needed to support my family in every way I possibly could. Uh, so I took it down. And, and let me tell you, <laughs> you want to talk about an anxiety attack, okay? F- first off, think of this exactly one year ago. And again, I, I am so sorry that I have to keep saying that I have to be terribly careful in the way that I navigate around this. But think about this. Mr. Joe, one year ago, was at my kitchen sink and I was washing dishes. I remember it like it was yesterday. And as I'm washing dishes, for some reason in my mind, I started to think of my um, former place of employment that, um, you know, that, that I was 
God, I've reported on it for so long and how upset I was that I lost that position. And, you know, this is not the last place that you know of. This is the second to last place, okay? Um, you know, plenty of episodes on that particular place. And I think I was let go for a very unfair reason. And for some reason, that while I was washing dishes, I started to think about that. And I said it to my wife, too. I said, I said, babe, I go, wasn't that a horrible feeling? Like, just to have everything taken away from us in terms of, you know, money and work and insurance. And just, just to have that feeling, it was, like, disgusting. And not even ten seconds later, my life changed. That's all I could say. My life changed. And um, once again, I had to take the podcast down. And the unfortunate thing is that the promise was never kept. And the more unfortunate thing is that it has really hurt me and my family. And listen, we're in, we're in the midst of a pandemic. So uh, I, this could be the worst year of my life. But I guarantee there's like 70% of you out there with your your year has been... A hundred times worse than Mr. Joe's. But I will tell you this. This has been financially the hardest year of my life. Um, in terms of, you know, employment, it's been the hardest year of my life. And, and, and it, listen, many of you, same thing. But the problem here is if I was to take this podcast down, then everything would just go back to normal in terms of my life. And unfortunately, that did not happen for me. But guess what? Forget about that word, unfortunately. I'm going to use the word fortunately. Because fortunately, in the end, I realized that had this promise been made, I would have never been back. And here's what it comes down to. And there are going to be people out there that are going to get very, very angry for Mr. Joe. Because, you know, the emails that I got from, from our neighborhood, I am not going to sit here and try to get, you know, try to prevent myself from getting emotional. Because let me tell you something, that the way you out there reached out to me to check in on me, to see if I was dead or alive, I can't even begin to tell you that you guys kept my heart beating for one full year. And, um, oof, God, here's what it comes down to. Someone's out to get me. And forget about this past year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, year before, let's go back eight years. Somebody is out to get me. And listen, this may be somebody that I tortured that I picked on, that I bullied while I was away at college because I was a piece of garbage. I was a disgusting human being. Yes, I, I had a, a side to me that was warm and caring and, you know, but I, I, knew, I knew more about warm and caring by buying people things. That's how I thought I was supposed to show my love because that's what I was taught. But... God, I'm losing my sense here of where I was. Oh, yeah, somebody. So listen, somebody's out to get me. And this somebody has gone to the extent of calling my employers. Um, you know, it, the, the list goes on and on and sending links. And it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And I want to tell you something to that person. And I'm pretty sure it's one person. And I got to tell you, I have no clue. And I, I, I don't have a clue. I don't. I don't have a clue. I don't know who can hate a person so much. I really don't. I don't know who can hate a person so much. But guess what? You, whoever you are, you lost. In the end, you lost. Because now, no matter what, nothing and nobody can take me away from Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Because this is who I am. And I will tell everybody out there right now that Mr. Joe has been the subject of discrimination in which I can do nothing about for so many reasons, guys, so many reasons, and I wish I could share them, but we, we can't, we cannot, we, we just can't 
continue to talk about this. We have to move forward. We have to move forward. And, you know, that's easy for me to say because I'm the moron that is speaking into the microphone right now saying move on. You guys have probably already moved on. Um, but, but, you know, it's going to be very difficult for me. Legally, I have to move on. So let's end it there. And, and let me tell you something right now. Again, this has been one of the most difficult years of my life, if not the most difficult. And I have missed this so very much, you know, for myself and for those of you who needed this. I have a plan, and I don't know who's going to be with me or, or against me on this one, because right now I don't have a single dollar dime to my name. And I'm thinking of making some, like, episodes that, you know, people can donate some money for because Mr. Joe is actually going to use whatever money I get into building a little studio because I'm done with my Samsung Galaxy 7, which, you know, that's not the phone I'm using. I kept it all this time. It's, you know, it's funny this whole year that I had an opportunity to get rid of that Samsung Galaxy 7 that's just been sitting around. I refuse to get rid of it because I guess subconsciously I always said to myself, that was the best recording device I had. But I don't want to use this anymore. I don't want to use my Samsung. I don't want to use my Samsung headphones. I want a studio. I want to reach the world because we are suffering. We are all suffering. Those of you out there, bipolar, depression, anxiety, psychosis, whatever it is, whatever it is, we are suffering. And yes, the government, your states, they have absolutely acknowledged the fact that mental illness is at an all-time high because of the pandemic. Well, what on earth, what the hell is anybody doing about it? Yeah, I got a free visit with my uh, psychiatric nurse. When this first went down, you know, I let her know I was losing my mind because I was along with everybody else. Okay, <laughs> wait till wait till I tell you guys the story about the summer and what me and my family went through. But hold on, I'm all over the place because now once again, and the memory has gotten much worse for whatever the whatever um you know it's 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 definitely taken a turn for the worse. My uh, memory. So nevertheless, by the way, I just put you on pause because I actually could not regain my thought and I just would have been going on and on and on. But I want to make a studio. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to produce this podcast. And listen, I know if I really wanted to listen to a podcast, I would, you know, maybe I would pay 99 cents a month. I mean, Maybe. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking, you know, maybe 50 cents. That's like I want it. This is not for Mr. Joe to become a billionaire. This is for Mr. Joe to somehow um, just really get out there. I, I want I want us all together. I know this is sounding crazy, but, you know, somebody's got to be the voice of reasoning. And I feel like I can do it. And I feel like, you know, the other day, it, it's so interesting what people will do for other people when they really have kindness I got an email from a close friend, well, actually my financial advisor, let's put, put it that way, my tax guy, and I thought it was, uh, a, a, you know, like a spam email because the, he claimed that his daughter and the, and the husband were in a horrible car accident, but his daughter was fine, and he had a GoFundMe page, and I thought it was fake, and it actually happened to be real, and if it wasn't for my wife to really look into it, you know, we would have never uh, done a thing, but she donated. And I got to tell you, I swear to you, <laughs> for somebody who's trying to sell a podcast, this is, I can't help but be honest. I'm being very honest. Um, you know, I was like, well, what do we got to give them money for? I'm not really sure. And these are people that were so good to me, so good to me. And here's the God's honest truth. I am so concerned about money that I'm just so afraid to give it away. At this point in time, but you know what? We did so, and it felt really, really good. And my wife, you know, more so, I'm sure for me than my wife, because you know, I I complied with her and I allowed her to teach me. It was like a teaching moment. I realized that it's actually not so bad to be good, um, you know, in terms of money, even when you can't afford it. It's those times when 
it means the most, I guess. I, you know, that's really that's really what it comes down to. So, nevertheless, that's my goal. I mean, I mean, we got actually three seasons that we've already recorded. I go by year. We did 17, 18, 19, and obviously now we're in the year 2020. Uh, I still have the same email. It's mrjobp at yahoo.com, but I do have a new Twitter, and that's at mrbipolarjoe, M-R-B-I-P-O-L-A-R-J-O-E, and God only knows why I didn't have that to begin with. I don't even remember what the other one was. I'd have to go back to an episode to actually hear it. Uh, so please follow me there so we could uh, interact. I, anybody who talks to me, I talk back. It's as simple as that. And, and honestly, with all the listeners that I had, let's say one day Mr. Joe became the mental health advocate. You know, that, that advocate who's going to just speak to everybody and, you know, be on that platform. Platform. Sorry, got cut out there. Um, well, I would still talk to everybody. I don't care if I had a thousand followers who asked me questions morning, noon, and night. I guess what I'm saying is this is what I want to do. This is what I feel like I was made to do, is to podcast. And I need to be, I, I need to be in your lives. And I need you just as bad. I mean, believe me, that's really what it comes down to. I, I know I have a Facebook, too, that I've been trying to create. I would just say, go look up Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing on there. It's so sad. It's been so long that I just can't even recall what it's all about. Um, but I'll say this. Let, let's move on to the the reason why we're all here, and that's mental health. Whether it be bipolar or, or anxiety or depression, whatever it is, I'm going to say this, that I am absolutely lost at times and again I understand what this world is facing right now but hear me out on this one doesn't or don't those of us with mental illnesses don't we struggle just a little bit more than the average person whether it's you know I'm getting all upset over something minute you know, or something that is really not within my control. I'm anxious about everything. I mean, how many times have we been down the road of the front tooth? Which, by the way, <laughs> for whatever it's worth, is uh, absolutely still not uh, anywhere near where it should be. It's still been a nightmare. But we struggle with the simplest things. That's what makes us mentally ill. You know, I mean, that's why we are mentally ill, because we struggle. You know, things that the average person could do much, you know, much easier than us, we, we have a difficult time with it. So what I'm trying to say is, guess what? Those of us with a mental illness are struggling just a tad bit more than those that are not with a mental illness. But here's the saddest thing of all, is those of you who are not mentally ill are becoming mentally ill. So we're just all one big mentally ill wackadoo family. And that's a big, big problem. People, God, man, the gym. Oh, I mean, I, when I lost that, I don't even know what to say. I don't want to get into the pandemic. I really don't. But those are some of the things that, my goodness, you know, those of us with bipolar and any other mental illness for that matter, and depression, you know, primarily depression. Depression is is really a big, big thing nowadays in terms of the world that we live in. And, you know, I don't want to get political. I don't want to talk about the pandemic too much. You know, this is not what we're here for. But I will tell you this, that I am absolutely lost sometimes. And I know those of you out there that are listening are with me. So we have to keep moving forward and, you know, speak about speak about our mental illness and get it out there. You know, for those of you who remember, I lost my dad, you know, just uh, very, very recent, really, in terms of years. You know, it's been a little over a year, I think. Um, right before I ended the podcast, you know, I had talked about how I had lost him. And, of course, uh, my mom is still alive. And she's, uh, God, it, it hurts me so to report and say this, but... It's been months, 
since I've spoken to her, and I will not return her phone calls, and I will not speak with her. And the worst of all is she also lost my sister. Things got so horrible. Things were so bad in terms of her behavior and the way she was treating people and the things she expected. And I am mortified to admit, as somebody who is pretty well educated and can report on a lot of different mental illnesses because I am the ultimate wackadoo of them all, is for 137 episodes, I believe, that's what we've had before this one, I had no idea, no clue, not a, not a, not a thought in the world as to what my mother truly is. And for one year, I have figured it out. I've researched it, I've looked into it, and I've listened to podcasts. How on earth did I not know that she's a narcissist? I don't even know if I've ever used that word on Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My mother is the epitome of a narcissist. That's what she is. And here's the worst thing of all, from my perspective, anyway. And what good would Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast be without Mr. Joe being honest? I was a narcissist. And there are times when I believe that I still am, but because I recognize it, most narcissists, from what I've been researching, they have no idea that they do anything wrong. Half the time. The other half of the time, they just manipulate and they have a goal in mind. And I got to tell you, I mean, my goodness, listening to some of the podcasts that I'm listening to and, you know, people doing interviews on, you know, who their narcissist abuser was. I, I treated I treated women like that. I treated girlfriends like that. You know, ex-wives, wives. I mean, that's who I was. And that is disgusting as far as I'm concerned. And my God, if anybody's ever called you a narcissist for some reason, look into it. And, you know, try to step out of the box, man, because it is quite embarrassing, to say the very least. And, and, and I'm sorry for those of you who are living as a narcissist. I want to, I want to express sympathy for all of those. Empathy, whatever the word is. You know, Mr. Joe with certain things is... is loss, but whatever it might be, when you are mentally ill and you're suffering from a severe mental illness or even anxiety, which is it, it, in itself alone is severe, but whatever it might be, okay, whatever you're suffering through, I, I have a heart and I feel bad and it makes me very sad to see when somebody's struggling with whatever it might be, but yet for some reason, dear God, it does not affect me in the slightest bit when I hear about a narcissist because that's my mom and she is one of the most evil people in the world. And now I can go back to my childhood and it's all making sense. It's all making sense. I was the baseball star and as long as I produced, I was the king of the world, my mom's shining star. But if I didn't produce, I was treated like garbage, complete garbage. I'd be ignored. She would speak under her breath. She would blame others, you know, the coach, the other kids on the team. Uh, I mean, that who grows up and listens to, you know, somebody as they, you know, badmouth other children? God, man, I, I remember 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever age I was, I heard them all. Did you see how Jeremy played today? He ruined the whole game. I mean, come on. And those of you who do that, you know, listen, I'm not a fan of it because that's what I lived through. And with me, I know I watch my son. I watch my little guy, you know, playing soccer, my older one playing basketball, and, you know, I walk out of there, and the only opinion I have is about my kid. That's it. You know? Well, somebody who might go after my kid, <laughs> that kind of uh, will upset us, too. Um, but, yeah, my mom's a narcissist. And uh, I'm just, I got to do an episode on it. I mean, God, that's, a, that's an easy one. There's, there's so much about it to speak about. 
And, and again, the saddest thing of all is that I am a narcissist, or at least I was myself. I wanted to know everything about ex-boyfriends, and I'm sure I mentioned this already, ex-husbands, details, I mean, you know, about your relationships, I, I mean, I was taught the gaslighting, making people think they're absolutely out of their minds. I mean, this is these are things that I did. These are things that I did, and that I I don't do any longer, only because I know that it's not normal. And here's what else I'm starting to figure out over this past year. I've had plenty. Listen, we all had plenty of time to assess ourselves. The more manic I become, the more accusatory I am. The more my psychosis and my paranoia sets in. And I'm sure I've said this as well. But you know what, guys? It's been a year. So just let me be, please. I beg of you. I love you guys, okay? Just let me be. <laughs> I got to catch up here because, I mean, there is so much to talk about. And, and I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. And I'm sorry if, um, you know, I'm forgetting my train of thought. Uh, because I've already I've already done that <laughs> based on the last thing. It's been bad today. I have to tell you, it's been real bad. Um, again, I don't even know what we were just speaking about, to be honest with you. Uh, so so I'll move forward. I mean, that's that's how sad. And and rather than press the pause button, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because what good is anybody's podcast without complete utter honesty? I, I, now it's starting to come back to me. I've been assessing myself. Oh, yeah, the paranoia. You know, it, it's sick. It's sick. When I become manic, which, by the way, man, some of my mania, whew, it has been above and beyond anything that you could ever imagine. But I become accusatory. I, I, I start to have these sick thoughts in my head. I realize now that my mania has taken it to a whole nother level where, um, you know, I blame things. I, I think people are cheating on. I mean, it's sick. It's absolutely sick. And again, I might have mentioned this in the past. I'm sure we did a podcast on it. But I've had no, I've had nothing to do but you know, study myself, my family, and you know, try to figure it out. And I got to tell you, it's not been easy. It's not been easy to figure it out. And you know, Mister Joe is just as mentally ill as everybody out there, which is why I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. What I am is just somebody that can relate to you and somebody you can listen to, a perspective that you could hear somebody going through the same trials and tribulations that you might be going through, some of the experiences that you might be going through. Now, I have to, I have to, I have to give you this story, okay? Uh, again, pandemic, obviously, right? So here we are. We're in March, and um, everything goes down. Mr. Joe's got no job, and, you know, things are getting bad, and we realize that we are going to be stuck in Mr. Joe's neighborhood and house for quite some time. So what do me and my wife decide to do? Well, we say, wow, that's a beautiful pergola. I, didn't, I never knew what a pergola was, guys. Okay, but we saw a pergola in a, in a store that we shop in. Wow, what a beautiful pergola. Wouldn't it be nice to have that? And, um, you know, so, listen, we had, not that we had all the money in the world, okay? You know, I wasn't even working. I was collecting some unemployment, though. We said, you know, like, this is what we need. We have no trees in our backyard. We're going to be out in the backyard basically all summer long. We'll be dying from the heat. Um, you know, like, let's get this pergola, you know, at least we'll have some shade. I had this nice top and it was beautiful, nice wooden pergola. And I realized, I said to my wife, I said, listen, I said, the smallest one they have is not going to fit on the concrete patio that we have. It's going to have to go half on, half off, half on the patio, half onto the grass. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for, for multiple reasons. I just, it just, it doesn't look right. It's not going to sit right. The grass is lower than this. I just didn't want to do it. And you know what? She agreed with me. And we said, so what do we do? Well, we had this useless piece of our backyard that we both said, you know what? Let's make a patio, do a concrete patio. And we'll put the pergola on top of the patio. Perfect. 
So I, I did what any good homeowner would do and anybody who's looking to get a project done. You know, I made a couple of calls. I, I got some names. My brother-in-law hooked me up with, uh, you know, name here, you know, called a few people. Um, listen, I, I, it's a patio. I know we're not building a mansion here, but Mr. Joe says, you know, let's do your due diligence. And then one morning, Mr. Joe woke up after sleeping two and a half hours, so that should lead you to understand where we're going, woke up like an absolute manic lunatic. And I can still remember me eating on my cell phone and at a computer, clicking away, texting, boom, 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 boom. And what was I looking up? I was looking up all kinds of different companies and names and concrete, and I'm texting and I'm talking to my friends, and I'm uh, like a maniac. And all of a sudden, you know, I guess I put in one of those stupid, you know, I filled out a little stupid ad or whatever, and or, you know, the things that I wanted. Within, within seconds, some company calls me, and they say, yeah, we're calling about the concrete patio. I said, whoa. And um, they hooked me up. It was weird. They transferred me over to somebody who was, like, completely different. It, was, it ended up, I realized, it was like, um, it was like an agency that ha- hires contractors. And they kind of just forward you over to their cell phone number. And so this man says, yeah, what are you looking for? And I said, uh, I'm looking for a patio, you know, concrete patio. And I said, well, what would be the cost of that? You know, uh, I think it was a 16 by 12 or 16. God, I'm so bad, guys. I'm so, I'm so lost. But nevertheless, I gave him the measurements and he came in like three times the amount of anybody else. It was ridiculous. He's like thirty two hundred, which just sounded ridiculous. I said, "All right, bud, thank you." I said, "No thanks, but everybody's come in like half to your price, so have a good day." No, 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 no. Wait, the, uh, you know, I'm right here. I'm right in the neighborhood, ten minutes away. Let me come there and check it out. I said, "All right, come." Like, I'm not paying you what you asked for. I said, but if you want to come and check out the backyard and all this stuff, I said, come on over. So he comes over, and I'm me. I'm pacing back and forth. I'm, you know walking around cleaning, you know, scrubbing, you know, dusting, scrubbing dishes, like a, like a maniac, just, you know, back and forth like a manic nut. And this man, as I believe I was in the backyard at this point, yeah, I walked into the backyard, and I, as I strolled around towards the front, I opened the gate, and he was walking up, walking towards, you know, the driveway, walking up, hey, how are you, um, how's it going, he had his mask on, I said, come on back here, take a look at the area, and, uh, you know, I showed him, and I I say, well, how much? And he comes in, like, four, five, five hundred, I think it was, five hundred dollars cheaper than anybody else, and right there, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, holy God, I'm like, that's a great price, I said, you know, let's do it, and how are you going to do it, you know, you're going to put down some reinforcement, he says, no, we're just going to pour it right on the lawn. I said, hey, you could do it. Yeah, you could do it. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I mean, listen, it is a, it is a disgrace and an embarrassment. I know a lot of things when it comes to home improvement. I'm pretty good with stuff. I'm pretty good. But the fact that I didn't look up, like, what a concrete patio was and how to go about it, and I, it's just beyond my imagination that I allowed this man to basically treat me like 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 a moron and just do whatever he wanted to do in terms of building this patio you know we asked for it to go up against the house he didn't go up against the house uh he started digging and putting my grass in a spot which by the way just so everybody knows he put it in a spot that i didn't know sprinklers went on and my entire like quarter of my backyard was completely destroyed with about two and a half feet of mud i mean and it happened twice just so you know But nevertheless, apparently, which I later found out, you're supposed to put down some reinforcement, some, you know, mesh or rebar or whatever, you know, before you lay the patio down rather than just going directly on the grass, whatever. So now he's chopping up my grass and little unbeknownst to me, it's going to be a disaster in the morning. Um, And the concrete company comes, you know, the mixer and this guy and his little friend who honestly should not have been working. I mean, the man 
was, you know, he just should not have been working. He was very old. But nevertheless, they go, they get their wheelbarrows, and they start wheelbarrowing back uh, the cement. Now, at one point, the main guy, he tripped over something, and the entire wheelbarrow went on my lawn. And I said, oh, okay, you know, and I, listen, Mr. Joe is not, I, I, during this period of time, I'm not yelling at anybody, you know, I'm like, that's all right, buddy, don't worry about it, I mean, I'm talking a mile a minute, I'm like an animal, I'm like a nut, Nut. all I want is that thing down, I want that thing down, if I get that down tonight, dries tomorrow, I'll buy the pergola, I'll put it together, blah, 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 I mean, like a psychopath, so he's filling up this, you know, they kind of box it off with um, wood, two by fours, you know, to make the patio, the, the dimensions that you want, and they're pouring on the grass, they're pouring the pat, the cement, and I go inside for a few minutes, I come back out, and he says, Mr. Joseph, he goes, you're not going to believe this, the, uh, the um, concrete company left, I said, what the, what the hell are you talking about, he said, yeah, he wanted me to pay him overtime, which, listen, the man took probably foot. I mean, he was still digging when the concrete company was there. It was it was horrible. Anyway, he's. I didn't paying him overtime. I said, I said you got to get him back. I said there's still a whole quarter of my patio that's not filled up. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna come back tomorrow. I will. Uh, you know, I'll get another. I'll do it by hand. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. I said, all right, I got no big deal. And, and I called my wife. She wasn't home. She didn't want to stick around for this. And she says, I think this is going to be a problem. I said, nah, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. So the dummy comes back the next day, and he doesn't do it by hand. He calls another truck company, different truck company, and he starts pouring. And now, just so you know, Three quarters of it looks one way, and then the quarter of it looks another way. And as I'm looking at the stuff that had already dried, I'm saying to myself, man, this this is kind of rough also. And I, and I look, I said, are those wheelbarrow track marks and footprints? And well, I'm looking around. The entire part that's starting to dry, I'm putting my level on it now, okay? It's completely unleveled. It's cracking everywhere. There are wheelbarrow marks. Foot, I mean, they're embedded now because now they're dried in. And now I got another quarter one, you know, quarter piece that's a completely different color <laughs> as the days went on. I called this man. I said, I, it was 1800 bucks, by the way, altogether, because you're going to hear a lot about $1,800. I said, well, what did you do? He said, oh, no, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm looking around. I'm saying, look at all these beautiful cement patios that I'm looking at nice and smooth and this and that guys reach out to me on Twitter and if you want me to show you the pictures I will you won't believe your eyes we could not here we are trying to make a beautiful thing for our children and we could not even go outside because it was so unlevel and it was there were parts of it that were actually sharp where there was cement sticking up forget about the look of it the look was just I mean, you can't even imagine. I had person after person come and tell me that it was destroyed and it had to be ripped up, literally. And, you know, they said, don't worry, you'll get your money back. I said, how am I going to get my money back? I said, I paid the guy in cash, all in cash, before he even did the job. That's what a psychopath I was, okay? That's how insane I was, manic-wise. So, anyway... The company who we ended up getting this gentleman through ended up actually doing us a nice thing in terms of they ended up giving us another contractor and paying for the whole thing to have it ripped out, removed, and then redone because it was their fault. Um, my dogs are barking, so I'm going to put you on pause for one quick... quick eh, you guys can deal with it. Right, Mr. Joe deals with it. They drive me crazy, God. I don't expect anybody to deal with it, but it seems like they've, uh, I, I tell you, she doesn't stop. Anyway, so they did this. Now, granted, just so you know, here we are trying to do a nice thing. It took now March, January, March, April. It wasn't until May, I believe June. June it took for them to get somebody over for us to figure the whole thing out, to work it out through this company and, you know, uh, because for for what it's worth, the other guy, the new guy who came, um, well, 
he, after I, by the way, that whole area with all the muds, 93 garbage bags, I'll never forget, 93, 93 garbage bags of mud, Mr. Joe, piled out into the front. I didn't know what else to do with it. So the next guy comes and builds the new patio, and by the way, it's beautiful, the pergola is on it, I put it together myself with the help of my wife, but <laughs> when the new guy came, he hit a sprinkler line, so I woke up to the exact same thing that I had woken up to, you know, in the previous moron who did my thing, so that time I couldn't save it. And I actually had to have somebody come and put sod down, which, again, by the way, had I have looked it up, I could have done it myself. And that cost a lot of money, too, you know, that we had to pay and pay for. It was just unbelievable. So then we were still entitled now to get our money back from this first guy. And he actually promised me he would give it back to me. Now, I also have an audio of him coming. By the way, he taught what took so long from, you know, March until June is every week this gentleman would tell us that he was going to rent a sander and he was going to sand the patio and make it nice and, you know, soft and smooth and, you know, fix it and us like morons, you know, we just waited and waited, he would cancel, he would not. We were we were lost and again, we're trying to do something nice for our kids, we couldn't even go out there. My daughter just started you know, walking, I believe, no, I don't even know what she was doing, she was all over the place, I know that, crawling or whatever, and, um, you know, she couldn't go out there, because it was too sharp, my son, we couldn't go out there, it was horrible, because we couldn't keep the kids away from it, and it was dangerous, and he would lie to me, and then finally, one day, he actually came, and he says, look up at the sky, it's going to rain, he's like, I have to pour down a liquid, and I can't do that if it's going to rain. I said, it's not raining yet. I, I said, where's the machine? Because, you know, he's supposed to rent a sand machine. Oh, I didn't get it. Uh, guys, I have the audio tape. And I'm going to play it for you. Probably in one of the next episodes. And you're going to hear how disgusting Mr. Joe sounded. In my own neighborhood. How disgusting. A raging lunatic. Mortifying. I'll play that for you another time. But nevertheless, he promised that he would pay us back our money, $1,800. And that took months and months and months. And every week he would promise our money back. And, you know, we kind of needed it because we had to spend money on the sod and fixing that. So we were really struggling, man, and looking for it. And we, we, you know, we did it to ourselves in the sense where we just wanted something nice for the kids. We knew we weren't going to be out much. So, you know, spend the money on something beautiful in your own backyard. And, uh, man, oh, man, did that backfire. That's for sure. But, man, I was an absolute maniac when that man showed up at my house. And it's, wait till you hear it. I mean, it's, you know, you know you've heard audio tapes of my mother and how disgusting she could be. Now, listen, I had every right to be mad. You know, this man... He, he he, more or less, you know, he ruined our summer. And I know it sounds silly, but he really did. He ruined our summer. You know, when you're locked away and you got nothing nothing to do, like, you know, you can't, you can't be in your own backyard. If you have one, it stinks. I had to put you guys on hold. I apologize. My dogs just were barking like crazy. And what's amazing is when I let them out, they're barking at something outside. And it's crazy because they both run, just ran in opposite directions and they're barking at the air. I don't know what, what what they bark at sometimes. One of them barks at the air. It's it's actually quite amazing to to be honest with you. But nevertheless, everybody, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Patios aside, and you know, moms and narcissism aside, and you know, not being around for one full year. One year. I honestly cannot describe what it felt like over this last year to not be able to press the record button. Now, oh, a couple of little tidy-up things i got to mention. Here, here's the crazy thing, guys. When I decided to get everything back, uh, because I made this decision to come back based on the simple fact that I don't care anymore about what I was promised, because it's never happening, and... I have a plan, and if everybody's able to help me with it, we're going to pursue that plan, but here's a couple of things. When I contacted Podbean, 
miraculously, they're like, well, yeah, we still have your active account. I was able to go back in. I'm like, oh my God, all my episodes are still there because I was told you deactivate your account and everything is gone. And guys, that's what I did. At the moment, that's what I wanted. I said, I need to come off the air. I said, nobody can know where I am, who I, you know, I, I had to remove everything. But to my surprise, Podbean was like, mm, some of your stuff's there. And I'm like, I look and all my episodes are there, but here's the kicker. As I start playing some of the episodes, some are working and some are not. And they warned me about that. So there was no way for me to retrieve the episodes at all. They were gone. And all of a sudden, I look online, I don't know what brought me there, but some kind gentleman had made a comment, had actually asked where I was and was so kind about my podcast. And at the end, he said, you know, for those of you who never got a chance to listen to him, you can listen to him for free on Spotify. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a second here. So here I am, guys, for one year, quote unquote, off the air, thinking that, you know, waiting for my promise, for my life to return to normal. And here I am, um, and never getting that opportunity to do so, and struggling with it, literally. Like, the, the balance, the insanity between me hoping that one day I'd be able to be back where I was in terms of financially being able to support everybody. But at the same token... Missing doing this every single day of my life. But I, but I wanted it down. So anyway, I, I needed it down because I just didn't know what was going to come of my life. So here I am now. I find out that, my God, the whole year, again, you know, um, I've been on Spotify. So here's, guys, how I had to get my episodes back. And there is a terrible, terrible difference in terms of the quality of many of the episodes, but I had to go old school, man, because Spotify does not, what, what they do is they cache the episodes, that's what it's called, and they, as long as you don't do anything, you just leave things as it is, the episodes just stay there, so for one full year, they stay there, now, as you start making changes, if you get your feedback, it's called, you know, the feed um, the podcast feed, if you start working within that feed again, well, Spotify is going to check the feed and it's going to, you know, basically play whatever now is on your feed rather than just what they call caching it. I hope this makes sense. It may not, but basically it's only, what well, here it goes. It's like a temporary recording until I mess around with it on my end. So they had every temporary recording of mine, but I couldn't download the files. So I actually had to, and guys, it was like a hundred episodes, just so you know, <laughs> that were really bad in terms of, um, that, that, that are going to sound a little bit worse than the other ones, but they're old ones. And I apologize, but I had to go old school. I actually had to play each episode and Windows 10, actually, the version that I had was really good at this, but I would play each episode on Spotify, and I would bring up their sound recorder, and I would record the entire episode, and I'd have to set an alarm to make sure that I knew when the episode was ending, and I can't tell you how many times I forgot to set an alarm or forgot that the why the alarm was going off, and I'd be like 10 episodes in and recording for like four hours, and then you got to cut it because you now have seven episodes on one file, and eventually you get the hang of it, but nevertheless, no matter how well you get the hang of it, you are literally going old school, taping an entire podcast um, you know, episode, and then, even worse so, yeah, the, the uh, sound recorder has a sp specific format that is not really accepted by my Podbean or, you know, podcast host. So I had to uh, alter every single one of those. I had to turn them into MP3s. So this is, listen, I'm sorry if you're not into computers and all this annoying stuff. Um, you know, for me, I love this stuff, but God... It was a nightmare. I just, you know what? I needed that content on there. So you might have to turn your radio up. Radio, God, look at, you could really tell Mr. Joe's 45, like, 
Turn your radio up. You're not listening to my, your podcast. Oh, please. Uh, I'm a real wackadoo, guys, as you can see. The wackadooness has increased over the last year, so we're going to have a lot of fun moving forward for uh, 2020. But it was really, really hard, guys. Turn up the volume just a little bit. There are certain that you'll know right away because the sound quality is not as good. But they need to be on there because I will say this. No matter how I move forward, um, I'd like those seasons, you know, to be... And again, guys, I don't know how it works. Like, there's something called a patron, and I don't even know how to go about it, how to expose my podcast, how to quote-unquote sell it. I really don't. I have no idea how to go about it. Uh, but I will tell you this, man. If it works, and I'm able to build a little Mr. Joe studio and do some live casts and take some guests on and and maybe expose my face. Why not? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why not. Because we are discriminated against. And I don't care how common mental health issues are nowadays and mental illness. And yes, we as a whole, as a society, we've had we've paid more attention to mental illness, but there's not enough. There's not enough paying attention to it. We are always going to be viewed as different. We're always going to have to watch our backs at work. We're always going to have to watch what we say. Because we sound like morons a lot. Believe me when I tell you. You know, guys, let, let's be real here. Over the last year, nothing really has changed in terms of understanding what we can be at our very worst and it's bad so we have to say to ourselves well mr joe's back <laughs> mr joe's gonna help us get through this because again holy god man one full year it's been and man i was rocking and rolling Towards the end, I mean, I, I believe I was doing like quite a few episodes and it brought me, I got to tell you, it took me so long to actually listen. I think I've been back, like I've had my account restored for about a month, maybe or so. And, um, you know, and again, one of the reasons why, another reason other than my ego being completely shot and thinking that I would be an utter failure and, you know, not be able to even start this podcast was the technical issues that I had. I had to get it right. I did not want to start recording without having my story out there because we all share the same story. And you know what's so sad? I, I thought about all this. Wh whoever's out to get me, uh, you know, whatever, whoever's trying to get me in trouble and doing what they're doing to me. I, I don't, like, again, I don't care anymore. I'm bipolar. It is what it is. That is never going to change, no matter what. But here's the most interesting thing of all, and I know, I feel like I've said this before. Those of you who think you know who I am, or clearly there's one person who knows who I am, there's a very good chance you're listening to this podcast for a reason. And not just because of me. Because you found a podcast about bipolar disorder because either somebody you love has it or you have it. So, like, why on earth would somebody want to hurt Mr. Joe and Mr. Joe's family? I know I've made so many mistakes. Because, again, in reality, you probably made very similar mistakes in your life. And I'm referring to the person that's hurting me. And you know what? I'm referring to many of you out there. And because we have, not, you know, I wish I could say over the last year that we have not been together, that things have gotten better, but it hasn't. The, here's the good thing. Things have also not gotten worse. And, and I'm referring to my mind. It is what it is. I know I keep saying that, but my mind is what it is. It's never going to change, and I'm the one who's in control of it. And yes, no matter how confident Mr. Joe might sound over the air, believe me when I tell you, there are times when I have zero control. 
Zero control. I, I don't. I don't have any control. And I'm still learning, and it's still a learning process. Which is why, again, it is so important that I am back. I'm back for good. <laughs> I know. I know. I've said that, and I believe. You know, I think I said in the past that if Mr. Joe really leaves, there's only one reason why. And I hope it wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm in a hospital or something. I I would imagine that's what many of you thought. Um, other than the emails that I read, because so many of you, without saying it, were just so concerned about my health. But email after email. I, I mean, I cannot begin to tell you the most amazing, wonderful, beautiful things that people have ever said to me. I mean, I sat in my bed nights and nights and many, many nights reading these emails and crying, hysterically crying and, you know, moving on to the next one. And before I move on to the next one, I'm saying, you know, I'll just use the name Betty. I'm so sorry. I'm not here to help you. And then I'd move on to the next one. And I would cry over Betty. And then Paul would be next. And Paul would tell me how appreciative he is and, you know, what a wonderful thing it was doing for him by being able to listen and, you know, share these same experiences. But in the end, where are you? Are you safe? Are you alive? Please, no matter what email I read that came from you out there, the only thing you really cared about was me. Honestly, your concern for me was so amazing. And, you know, and I, and you all had a story too, many of you. So, but listen, a couple of you who, um, you know, were, are not necessarily mentally ill, but maybe have a mentally ill loved one of that nature. You know, you guys showed a tremendous concern. Those of you who are mentally ill showed a tremendous concern, but you always had a story. <laughs> you always had a story about what you've been going through. And, um, and it, it was amazing to read. It was, it was unbelievable. Not that the stories were always good in terms of, um, you know, health-wise. People were struggling. But I, I couldn't write back. I couldn't write back. And I'm so sorry that I haven't written back to, to everybody. I just, now moving forward, I will now write back to everybody. Um, the other emails from the last year are in a separate folder that I've put aside. So I won't be responding to any of those because honestly, it's just, it's going to break my heart to read some of these things again. Because as much joy as it gave me, guys... There are so many emails that where I just wanted to hop on your podcast and address what was going on. We need this in our lives. We need a way to listen. We got we got to wear masks everywhere we go and everything we do now. I mean, we're so limited with the doctors and being able to you know be in treatment programs, and we need to come together. Because I'm telling you now, again, I was absolutely lost this past year without you guys. It was, it was the hardest thing that I ever had to do. Every single day I woke up and I thought about two things as soon as I woke up. You can think I'm nuts. Two things. I thought about my dad. And I thought about this podcast. Because... My life was turned upside down, and I had every single thing ripped out from underneath me because of this podcast. And quite honestly, again, I'm so glad that, that it happened that way, because if not, something tells me I would have never been back here. I would have just gone on with life, you know, breezing through. You know, trying my best to live a normal life. And all along I know that I could be out there helping others. And that's what I am going to do. And there's nobody, nobody that's going to be able to stop me anymore. Because this is too important for us. You mean person out there. You're a wackadoo. <laughs> you are. You're a different form of a wackadoo. You're a mean person who took Mr. Joe away from people that he loves for a full year. And never again. It won't happen ever again. We are together. Mr. Joe is back. And I am so excited. Wow, he took an hour. 
Guys, I don't even remember the closing statement. I think it's something along the lines like if you are living with a mental illness, you love somebody with a mental illness, something along those lines, right? Um, listen, man, I'm just so glad to be back. I remember this line, that's for sure. Soldier on, everybody. We'll talk again real soon. Thank you for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk again soon.